All right, guys, we're back this week with the Mage. One of the most popular classes. Um, they're good in PvE. They're good in PvP. They are very fun to play. They have a ridiculous amount of tools at their disposal. That's sort of what they're known for. They can sort of handle any situation with lots of CC, uh, lots of damage, different damage types, um, instant cast, long cast time spells. And then they have just all their utility spells, which I'm going to go over in detail. So we're just going to start with the spells because that's the most important. And then we're going to jump into um, some other things like uh, leveling, talents, PvP, um, stuff like that. So the mage, what is the theme of the mage? The mage is the premier spellcaster. They have three different um, damage types, like Warlock's Control, Shadow, and Fire. The mage um, controls Arcane, Frost, and Fire. So that's where that's their wheelhouse. So when you start out with a mage, you'll start out with Fireball. This is a very typical RPG spell that you've seen in every game. And if you've played the original WoW, or even if you play current WoW, like Fireball, I'm sure. Actually, I don't know if Fireball is still part of your rotation. I assume it is. It's, it's a core spell. So uh, you start out with Fireball. Um, it goes up to a, I believe, a 3.5 second cast at max level, um, which you can reduce uh, with talents. So you can get it down to a free second cast. Um, you get Frostbolt, which is the uh, Frost version of the same spell, but it does slightly less damage. Uh, it's slightly more mana efficient, and it also slows. Uh, you get Fire Blast, which is an instant cast 8 second cooldown. Um, that does fire damage, and it does a really respectable amount of damage. This is one of your main abilities in PvP. You're pretty much always going to be using Fire Blast every time it's off cooldown. Um, you get one of the... So, basically, the Fire and Frost spells are your damage types for the most part. And then Arcane has a lot of your utility spells. But they do have a few damage spells, one of which is Arcane Missiles which is a five second channel and it launches five waves of missiles for each second that you channel the spell. Um, it's a pretty poor spell uh, overall because it takes, it's a five second channel. So you can't move, you can't do anything during it. The damage is not particularly great, but it does have a couple cool things like um, you can keep channeling if the target goes out of line of sight. Uh, and that's pretty neat. Because most spells, if they go out of line of sight, they'll break. But since it's a channel and the target's already locked on, you can actually keep channeling um, even if a target breaks line of sight. But in terms of a pure arcane mage um, that primarily uses arcane spells, that's very uncommon. Um, it's a very niche build that not many people run with. So you have to sort of keep that in mind. Um, that... If you're really focused on playing Arcane, um, like I'm sure they made Arcane viable in later expansions in vanilla, Arcane 
is more of a uh, tool for the fire and frost spe specs. So you can definitely go 31 points into arcane, but you'll still probably be using fire or frost spells, which I'll go over when we get to the talents. So some other spells, um, they get frost nova, which is uh, it's an AOE around you um, that roots a target. Uh, it can break on damage. Um, it's not guaranteed, but it normally breaks when they take a decent amount of damage. Um, but it's not like Polymorph, which is the next spell I'll talk about. So it's not guaranteed to break on damage by any means. But Frost Nova is a very powerful spell that you use all the time to get uh, melee characters off of you to trap hunters in their um, in their dead zone. That's very useful for that. So next spell I'm going to talk about is Polymorph. So this is one of the signature spells. Um, it's the one of the best CCs in the game, um, but it is a CC that you cannot use on the main target. So what it does is it's a 1.5 second cast, uh, arcane, and it transforms the enemy into a sheep, which uh, wanders around, and any damage caused will break the effect, but they can't um, they can't do anything while they're a sheep. But their health, the target's health, will regenerate very quickly. So if you target if you polymorph something that's at like 10%, it'll quickly heal back to full in like five seconds, maybe even less time. So they regenerate health very quickly, but it is a very good CC that, but it does break on damage. So you have to keep that in mind. You have to make sure that if you're with somebody else, they're not focusing the target and they're not going to put any damage over time effects on the target, etc. Um, but it is a very strong CC. It's a magic effect, so... Um, priests and paladins can cleanse it, but there's not that many things you can do against Polymorph if you're by yourself. It's a very strong CC. Uh, it works on beasts and humanoids, and it's almost always your primary CC in dungeons if you have a mage, and it's even used in rage on fights, raids, not rage, in raids on fights like Major Domo. Um, then they have some armors that they get. They have frost slash ice armor, uh, which increases their armor. And whenever you're struck by a melee attack, the target's movement speed and uh, attack speed will be slowed. So if a rogue gets on you and they start beating you up and then you can get away from them, they'll be slowed as they try to catch up to you. And they also have mage armor, which uh, lets... Some of their mana regeneration continue while casting, which I talked about in the Druid episode, and I'll talk more about in the Priest episode. Um, but basically, it just lets part of your mana regeneration continue while you're casting, and then it also increases your resistance to spells. So you basically have one that's strong against melee, and one or physical, uh, and one that's strong against casters. Um... Then you also have, uh, you actually have three different types of AOEs. So you, as a mage, one for each of the schools. So you have Flame Strike for fire, which um, it's a, how long is the cast? Let's see. It's a three second cast um, and a pillar of flames will erupt at where you target it. And it'll also leave a damage over time fire patch on the ground. 
So if they get hit by it, they'll take damage, and then they, if they remain in the AoE, they'll take more damage. Uh, they have Blizzard, which is a channel. Um, and it's an 8-second channel, um, yeah, so you can't move or do anything while you're casting it. But it does pretty good damage, and it also slows the targets, uh, especially with um, Talents, which I'll go over when we go over... Sorry, it only slows the targets with Talents. But I'll go over that when we get to the uh, when we get to the AOE leveling for mages. So they have Blizzard, Flame Strike, and then they have Arcane Explosion, which is very different than the other two. So one is a long cast time, um, but then once you're done, you're done. The AOE is on the ground. One is a channel, and then the last one is Arcane Explosion, which is an AOE that's around you, so it's centered on you. It's not a very large radius. Uh, but it's instant cast, and it does pretty good damage. Uh, you'll even use it on single targets just to finish them off if they're at like 5%. Um, you might just pop out an arcane explosion if you're out of other instant cast spells. So that's part of it's part of the repertoire of uh, instant cast that mages utilize. Um, one other uh, instant cast that they have is Cone of Cold. So this is a frost-type ability, that it shoots out uh, from your character. So it's again, it's a, uh, it's, it's based off your character, but instead of being a circle around you, it's a cone uh, directly in front of your character. Um, it does very high damage. It does frost damage. It puts a pretty nice slow on the target, but it, uh, it costs a lot of mana. So you got to keep that in mind. It costs a lot of mana. Um, what are some other things? So we got uh, some defensive abilities. So we have uh, free, and I'll talk about all the different shields, but we got free baseline shields. We have mana shield, which absorbs physical damage, but it drains mana instead. So it can help you survive if you're getting low on health and you have someone killing you with physical damage, but it will drain your mana very, very quickly. So you have to keep that in mind. If you overutilize it, you might stay alive, but you'll run out of mana, which can be a big problem for mages, because if they run out of mana, uh, they basically can't do anything. Um, but it is very useful to have mana shield. If you're high on mana, low on health, mana shield can save your life. Uh, they get frost ward, which absorbs frost damage, and it lasts 30 seconds. Uh, instant cast shield that you put on yourself and fire ward which is the exact same spell but it absorbs fire damage so you can absorb physical frost and fire but frost and fire have a cooldown but they're they're stronger and they don't drain your mana it's just a one-time um, cast so obviously you want to be using fire in places like molten core if you're playing versus warlocks uh, and if you want to use Frost, if you're playing versus like a Shaman, or you're in Naxxramas, etc. So, those are your defensives. Um, you have some other ones, but those are the main ones. Uh, Fire also gets a spell called Scorch, which I'll go over more when we cover uh, Ignite rolling. But Scorch is a 1.5 second cast, so it's pretty quick. It's one of your faster spells. And it just does some fire damage. It doesn't hit nearly as hard as Fireball, but it's much faster. And I'll talk about the spell more later when we get there. Um, some more of the utility that they have. 
and I'm I'm mostly going over the combat spells here in the beginning, uh, and then I'll go over stuff like food and water and portals. So they also get counter spell, which is one of the strongest spells in the game. Um, 24 second cooldown. If the target is casting a spell, you silence that, and it prevents them from being able to cast anything from that uh, school of magic for 10 seconds. So that's extremely strong. A 10 second uh, silence is crazy, and you can even talent it to make it better, which I'll talk about when we get to the talents. Um, you have stuff like uh, you can conjure. Okay, so I'll just talk about conjuring now. Uh, sorry, two more buffs. So you have Amplify Magic, uh, which can uh, increase the uh, spell damage taken and the healing taken by the target. And you have Dampen Magic, which can decrease the damage taken from spells and the healing taken. Um, so that can be utilized if you're uh, running around with a healer and you're fighting versus stuff that doesn't use spells. So like you're fighting as like a warrior or a rogue, it will power up the your allies' heals while not actually providing any negative because you won't be taking any more spell damage because like a warrior doesn't do any spell damage. Um, may just give arcane intellect, which is like their raid buff, uh, which increases the target's intellect by a certain amount for half an hour. Uh, pretty strong. Um, obviously benefits themselves because uh, mages use uh, intellect and pretty much anything that uses mana will benefit from intellect. Uh, besides that, mages get to conjure uh, mana items. So they're like jades, uh, mana rubies, mana emeralds, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, mana citrines. So what these are is it's a free second cast to summon an uh, an item that can be used as basically a mana potion. Uh, but they don't. They have a two minute cooldown, but they don't share a uh, cooldown with mana potions or health potions or or other things. So they're their own separate thing that you can use as a consumable. And in raids, what you'll do is you'll make all of the mana items. So you'll, because you get a new uh, rank every like 10 levels, you can summon a new mana stone uh, all the way up to a mana ruby. And so in a raid, you will, you will make all of them. And then every two minutes, you'll pop a mana uh, stone. So if it's a long fight, you'll actually go through all of your mana stones because you can hold all of them in your inventory and you can pop them as soon as the uh, cooldown runs up. Uh, other things you get are you get the ability to conjure water and food, uh, which other people will ask you for all the time and it will piss you off. But if you're an entrepreneur, you can even try to sell your conjured water and food. Um, I don't know how effective that is. It's it's kind of a hassle trying to make money that way. There's better ways to make money, but you can do it if you're cheap or you just don't want people to bother you. You can charge. Otherwise, people will sometimes tip you if you make them food and water. Uh, just depends what kind of individual you're dealing with. But yeah, every 10 levels, you'll get a new water and food. And uh, you'll be extremely upset when you're really close to your next level of water because your water will start being really bad. Um, 
and you won't be regening that much mana when you're drinking. So you'll be super happy to get your new rank of water every time. And the funny thing about how it works is when you first get a new rank of water or food, you'll only conjure two at a time. And then every time you level up, you'll conjure two more. So <laughs> when you first get your new water, you'll have to cast it a bunch to reach, to make like 20 water. You'll have to cast it 10 times, uh, which is funny and pisses mages off. Um, and then you get uh, portals. So you can portal to major cities and you can see so first you'll be able to get teleport to each of the major cities. So if you're a horde, you can teleport to Orgrimmar, Thunderbluff and Undercity. If you're Alliance, you can teleport to Ironforge, Stormwind and Darnassus. And then later on, when you get higher level, uh, level 40 or 50, depending on the city, uh, you can teleport to that city, which means you'll actually make a portal that. Uh, your whole raid or your whole group or anybody that you're grouped with will, will be able to jump through. So that's another um, thing that people ask mages for, is they ask for portals to go different places. And those cost a reagent, so normally people will tip or people will charge for portals. Um, normally not very much. If somebody tries to charge a gold for portal, I always tell them to go to hell. I never pay more than like 50 silver for a portal because the reagent's just not that expensive. And it's a very easy thing for a mage to do if they're already nearby. So those are all your spells for the most part. I might have missed one or two, but I think I got all of the important ones. And I might have even gotten all of them. One other important one that I am missing is one of your uh, important raid cooldowns. And leveling, basically it's just an important cooldown all around, which is Evocation. Um, it is a 8 second channel that will regen a large amount of your mana. Sometimes it'll regen your entire mana pool. Um, but it's an 8 second channel. Uh, you will definitely be using it in PvE to get a new mana bar. And uh, it's not like Innervate, you can't use it on other people. It's only your own mana bar, and you have to stay channeling the whole time. But it will regen your mana very, very quickly, and it will regen a large amount of mana. So that's all your spells. Um, a lot of stuff to go over. Now we're going to get into some other things. So as far as leveling goes, um, leveling a mage is pretty easy. They are a pretty strong class to level. Um, most people level as Frost, and secondary people level as Fire. You don't really level as arcane because uh, arcane is not very mana efficient and like i talked about in the druid video uh, efficiency is your number one thing as a uh, number one along with kill times in terms of leveling so that's why people don't really level as arcane but as far as frost goes which is the main spell that most people or main tree that most people go um, the reason why is because it slows the target that you're casting spells at, which means you'll end up taking a lot less damage than a fire mage will, uh, which might mean you have to regen less. Now, you will have to drink a lot, uh, even using your mana stones, even using evocation. Uh, mages definitely have to drink a lot, but they do have very quick kill times. And especially if you're going the AoE frost leveling spec, uh, you will level very quickly. And what that is, is it involves um, 
grouping a bunch of mobs that are uh, not ranged, not spellcasters. They'll all just follow you around, um, getting slowed by your frost armor. And you have improved blizzard in the frost tree. And then you frost nova all of them, and you cast improved blizzard, and you will slow them a lot. And the idea is that you kill a bunch of mobs at once. So you'll kill, like, you know, ideally you'll kill 8, 10 mobs at one time. Um, if if you can get away with it, if you can find a good spot and you have no competition, which I guarantee you will have competition everywhere on when the classic servers open up. So I, unless you're, like, the first person into every zone and you can always stay ahead of the group, you will always have competition for the best um, the best spots for AoE leveling because most people know what the best spots are. So expect huge competition when we're playing on Classic when that releases. So I do not recommend it unless you're way ahead of the curve because if you're AoEing and grouping up two to three mobs and AoE leveling, you are, you're going slower than just killing them by themselves, basically. You do need a good a good pack and you need a, a good amount of space because mobs only respawn every five minutes so you need to have a couple of pulls that you can do to be efficient um so if you can get away with that i would put mages in perfect actually in perfect setting they might even be faster than hunters but in normal setting i would put AoE Frost Mages leveling speed at the second best, um, above Druids and above Warlocks. Um, I've actually covered most of the good levelers leveling specs with these first few videos by coincidence. But I would put Mages at either first or second in perfect uh, scenarios. Now, oh man, I do not expect perfect scenarios at all when Classic launches, and not for like weeks and months. So in that regard, I would just level Frost without Improved Blizzard and just trying to level normally, in which case I would put Mages um, below Warlocks, probably. So, uh, because, yeah, Mages can keep going for a while with Evocate, uh, but they definitely cannot keep going as long as Warlocks. Uh, their kill times are pretty comparable between the two. And they have they have downtime, unlike druids and unlike hunters. So they're still a very strong leveling class, even without AoE leveling. But I would not put them as high as those other ones. Now, in terms of fire, um, fire's not quite as good as frost, but fire is also a pretty good leveling tree. Uh, but most people just go frost. It's also better for world PvP because it's a more defensive tree, and if somebody jumps on you, you actually have a small chance to maybe survive. Whereas fire, if somebody jumps on you, you almost have no chance to survive because you don't have any defensive cooldowns. So, so that's leveling. Um, but we got some class quests, which are pretty disappointing for the mage. Uh, it's not quite as bad as the druid. You have a few more, and they're a little more spread out, but they're not that interesting. Um, you're pretty much the rewards at the end are you don't you don't get like berserker stance for warriors as a quest reward or bear form for druids, etc. Instead, what you get are items. So you'll get like some mage-themed items, so like maybe a new weapon, or uh, there's a quest for a new wand, 
when you get to like level 40. And the wands are pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Like the rewards are pretty nice. Uh, but those are the kind of rewards you're getting. So all the mage uh, quests basically re result in like some either pieces of cloth gear or some new weapons or um, basically stuff like that. So not super exciting for the mage either in terms of class quests. So let's go over what your role is. We'll start with PvE and then we'll jump to PvP. So in PvE... Uh, oh, also, I guess one spell I missed is you can also decurse. So mages can decurse, which is the one uh, effect that they can, one debuff that they can get rid of. So along with druids, they are the only class that can decurse. So that's a very valuable um, skill. Also, it also makes you strong versus warlocks. Uh, warlocks are definitely a bad matchup for you as a mage, but at least you can cleanse their curses. So keep that in mind. Okay, so mage. Your role in PvE is damage. Um, you provide some utility. Uh, you have a buff in Arcane Intellect. You have Polymorph. So whenever CC uh, for humanoids or beasts is necessary, mages are the go-to class for that. Um, but that's about it. Uh, you can decurse, which I just covered, but you don't really do much except damage. So that's not atypical. Um, most of the pure DPS classes provide almost all damage and then just a little bit of utility on the side and the mage is no exception. But the mage um, has a lot of tools throughout all of vanilla to do good damage in PvE. Uh, stuff that differentiates them from the Warlock are they have... Uh, a different way to regen mana. So as opposed to warlocks hurting themselves with life tap to get mana back, instead what mages do is they have mana gems, they have uh, evocate, and uh, they just have some talents that help them cast for longer, basically. So uh, let's go over the talents for uh, raiding. So in early vanilla, all of the mages that are raiding will be frost. And when I say frost, it means you will be casting Frostbolt as your main damage spell. But in actuality, most raiding mages um, are 31 points into Arcane and 20 points into Frost. So that's the normal tryhard PvE spec, um, which I'll go over. But... The reason why ever there are, the reason why there are no fire mages in um, in molten core and BWL is that there are several fire immune mobs and bosses in um, molten core, and the rest have very high resistance, and there's very high resistance mobs in BWL that also provide a tr uh, problem for fire mages. And then we kind of swap and go the other direction with AQ and Naxxramas. Because at that point, um, Blizzard figures out the itemization a good bit more. And Fire Mages become a lot more uh, viable. Especially due to Rolling Ignites, which I'll cover when I get there. So, in the beginning, what we got is we have Frost slash Arcane Mages. Normally 31 points into Arcane, 20 points into Frost. Uh, all the descriptions for the builds will be 
uh, all the links to the builds will be in the description as normal. So 31 points in Arcane. We have um, Arcane Subtlety. Reduce your target's resistance to all your spells by 10 and reduces the threat caused by your Arcane spells. Not really relevant since we're going to be doing Frost spells, but still. You can have Arcane Focus. Increase the chance that opponents can resist your Arcane spells. Eh, it's not super great. Uh, it does help with Polymorph and Counterspell, but that's about it. Uh, you have Magic Absorption, which basically there's not that many great points to put into Arcane. So you sort of have to fill them out a bit. But if you do get a full resist, so you resist some trash um, debuff or the boss casts like a fireball and you just happen to resist it, you'll actually restore 5% uh, per, uh, of your mana, which is huge. Uh, Arcane Concentration, which is clear casting. So clear casting is uh, similar to Omen of Clarity for Druids. But for mages, it's every time you cast a damaged spell and you hit the target, you have a 10% chance to enter a clear casting state, which reduces the mana cost of your next damaging spell by 100%. So that's a huge talent for PvE. Um, it's even good in PvP, and it just helps you keep going for longer because your mana pool gets you so much further when you're getting all these clear casting procs. Um, you have Arcane Meditation, which allows 15% of your mana regeneration to continue while casting, which when you couple that with Mage Armor, you can get up to 45% of your mana regeneration to continue while casting. Now that's not super relevant for Mages, because uh, Mages do not stack any Spirit at all. Uh, they get some incidentally, but they don't try to get any Spirit, because they need other stats. Mages need um, Spell Hit. Spell crit, spell damage are your main stats, and then intellect would be the one after that. Um, so spirit is not something you're looking for, but it does help you just regen some extra mana. Um, arcane mind, increase your mana regeneration by 10%. So, or sorry, increase your ma maximum mana by 10%. So just more mana, helpful. Presence of mind, so this is a big talent. Uh, when activated, your next mage spell with a casting time less than 10 seconds becomes an instant cast spell. So you can cast uh, instant cast Frostbolt. If you're a fire mage, you can cast instant cast Pyroblast, which I'll go over when we cover the free minute mage. Um, you can instant cast a, a Polymorph in PvP, which is not to be underestimated. It's pretty strong. Then we got inst Arcane Instability, increase your spell damage and crit strike chance by 3%, huge. And then the big daddy of them all. So this is the reason why you, even if you're a Frost or Fire Mage, you often go 31 points into Arcane. It's because of this talent. When activated, your spells deal 30% more damage while costing 30% more mana. So as long as you're not running out of mana during the fight, which you won't be if you're utilizing your cooldowns and your consumables correctly, uh, you'll basically just deal 30% more damage for 15 seconds. So you want to jam, um, if you have a uh, Zandalarian Hero Charm or Talisman of Ephemeral Power, uh, which are both just uh, trinkets that you can pop to make your... Uh, they give you a large amount of spell power, basically, for a short amount of time. So you want to jam all of these together to get the most damage out of those 15 seconds. 
which is also part of the free minute mage, which I'll cover. So that's your arcane tree. Then 20 points into frost, we have uh, reduced the cast time of frostbolt, obviously. Got to get that down. And then this is one of the most important talents, especially for early classic, um, before we get a lot of hit rating for spells from other pieces. So in the beginning, warlocks basically don't get any... Basically, there's no spell hit in early classic, assuming they're going... Um, assuming they're doing progressive patches. Uh and not just throwing all of it at once. But if they're doing progressive patches, there will be no spell hit in the early game. So that makes Warlocks much weaker, because you'll be getting resisted and partially resisted a lot. Um, other classes like Shadow Priests get 10% chance with Shadow Spells, so that's huge. And Mages are similar in that they get 6% chance to hit from Talents. So they get for Frost and Fire. Uh, which is just another reason why people don't play Arcane. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> I really can't stress enough how bad Arcane Missiles is, unfortunately. Uh, you can definitely try it, but it's not a great build. Um, and it's not super fun to play either, because it's just a five-second channel, and you're just sitting there. But, anyway. So, Elemental Precision, 6% chance to hit with Frost and Fire. Cannot state enough how massive this is in PvE. And even in PvP, you will definitely be picking up at least two points into this. Um, so that's huge for your damage output. You get Ice Shards, increase the critical strike damage bonus of your Frost Spells by 100%. So I know I did a terrible job of explaining this in the Warlock video when I went over Ruin. But basically how it works is when you crit with a spell... Uh, so let's say you hit a normal spell, non-crit, it does 100% damage, basically... If you crit, it does 150% damage, so it'll do 50% more damage. And then if you have a talent that increased the critical strike damage bonus by 100%, that means it'll double the uh, the base 50% uh, extra damage. So a crit will go from, normally a crit is 1.5 damage to 2 damage. So a crit will do double damage if you have... Ruin or if you have ice shards. So hopefully that makes sense now. I know I did a bad job of explaining that in the, in the Warlock video. Um, but yeah, so this will just make your crits hit that much harder. Uh, you get Piercing Ice, increase the damage done by your Frost Spells by 6%. So basically just a 6% damage increase because all your spells are going to be Frost Bolts. And Arctic Reach, which just makes the range of your Frost Bolt and Blizzard. But in PvE, the only one that's relevant is the Frostbolt. Increase the range of your Frostbolt by 20%. And Frost Channeling, which reduce the mana cost of your Frost Spells by 10%, or by 5% per level, and reduce the fret cost by your Frost Spells by 10% per level. So, um, those are your uh, core talents uh, for, a, for a normal... Um, early beast or early uh, molten core and uh, BWL mage. Now there is one exception. Um, you normally have one mage. Normally this is the mage that PVPs. Um, you have normally have one mage that. Now, if he's serious about raiding, uh, he will go 21 points into arcane and 30 into frost. So he can pick up Presence of Mind, so his damage isn't completely neutered. But most of the time, uh, your PvP mage will go 
uh, 20 points into Arcane and 31 points into Frost and pick up Ice Barrier so he can PvP uh, better. But the reason why you have one quote-unquote normal Frost Mage who actually puts the majority of his points into Frost is for Winter's Chill. So this is one of your raid uh, raid's core debuff slots. So you'll always have Winter Chill up on the target. And what it does is it gives your Frost Damage spells a 100% chance to apply the Winter's Chill effect. So it increases, and the, this debuff increases the chance a Frost spell will critically hit the target by 2% for 15 seconds, which stacks up to 5 times. So once you have 5 Winter's Chill uh, debuffs up on the target, it will increase all of your Frost Mages, uh, Frost Bolts, chance to crit by 10%, which is like... If you have five or six mages, which is very common because mage is a very high uh, population class, a lot of people play mages, uh, you're increasing all of their chance to crit by 10%, which is huge. Now, the reason why you only want one mage to do this is because the mage that picks up Winter's Chill cannot pick up uh, Arcane Power. So his personal DPS will be much lower, um, but it does let him, it basically lets him PvP. Because he'll have stuff that uh, the arcane mages will not. Now this is all depends. This is if you're trying very hard with your guild. A lot of guilds will just have a lot of mages that are not focused on PvP or PvE. And they'll just have a lot of frost mages that have ice bearer and winter's chill. And don't have arcane power. And it will be very obvious who the, who the mages are that are spec for arcane power. And who are not. Because their damage will be very very different. So that's the Winter's Chill Mage. Um, now, later on, when we get to AQ and BWL, what what changes is fire becomes viable. So uh, mobs stop having a huge chance to resist fire or just be outright immune, which lets fire actually get into the game. And one other thing that becomes... Um, available is rolling ignites so ignite is a talent that when you crit with fire damage the target will burn for 40 percent of your spells damage over four seconds now assuming that blizzard puts in rolling ignites which i think they will uh what that means is so what rolling ignites is is Let's say you cast a fireball and it crits. 40% of the damage will now be applied over 4 seconds. Now, if you cast a fire or a fire blast like 2 seconds in to the thing into the ignite and that also crits, the ignite will be refreshed and both of the ignites will be combined. So the new Ignite will do even more damage. So you can understand how that Ignite will hit extremely hard. Because if you crit for a thousand with Fireball, which is low, you'll be critting for more than that. It would do an extra 400 damage over four seconds. And then if you crit for Fire Blast for 500, which is also extremely low, uh, I'm just using like even numbered, uh, that will also 40% of 500 will also be uh combined so all of that damage will start ticking 
Now, what was possible in vanilla is all of the mages in your raid, all of them, all of their ignites would roll into one debuff. So if you have a bunch of mages critting for minutes at a time, you can have insanely high damage ignites on targets. And you'll look at a boss and like one mage will be like 30% of the damage or something like something insane because they get credit for all of that ignite damage. So assuming that's in vanilla, um, this uh, arcane fire spec that I'm going to be talking about will be a core part of uh, rating for fire mages and all of your mages will be going fire for this reason. Um, while you're raiding, you'll be spamming Scorch, because Scorch is a higher, uh, is a faster cast, and all you're going for is the most number of crits possible, so the Ignite never falls off, basically. Um, uh, Scorch also puts a debuff on the target if you get the talent that causes them to take more fire damage. Um, so that also just helps all of your mages. So the target will be taking... It's basically like the Winter's Chill for Fire Mages, which is Improved Scorch. And you can also get Incinerate, which is a talent that increases the critical strike chance of your Scorch and Fire Blast spell by 4%, which is just another reason to spam Scorch. Because the more chance you have to crit and the more spells you're casting, the higher chance to always have Ignite rolling. So this will also be... All the talent trees that I'm going to be talking about are going to be in the description. Um, so I'm not going to go over this spec super because it's not going to be relevant for um, a while. And it might not ever be. Well, some people will still play fire, but if they don't have rolling ignites, it won't be like the, the go-to mage spec that you have to play. So we'll see whether this is becomes mandatory or not. But so that's the rolling ignite build. Um, now, okay, so now we'll go over some PV, or basically some PVP. Um, oh yeah, so I'll just quickly go over what the mage does in a raid. So what you're doing as a mage in a raid, um, you might be casting Polymorph on targets like Major Domo. Um, you'll be decursing on certain fights, especially in Molten Core, there's a couple nasty curses. So there's whole fights where all you'll be doing is decursing. And you'll be casting Frostbolt, and that's and summoning food, water, portals. That's your main utility in a raid setting. Um, you're there to do damage. You're there to provide some utility. Um, now, in terms of PvP, this is more where you can unlock... Oh, I just realized, wow. Ha, huh, funny, this just occurred to me. One other spell I forgot to talk about, which is massive for mages is blink so you're probably slapping your head again that i missed an important spelling i need to write down the spells before i do these videos anyway blink so blink uh you get at level 20 it is a 15 second cooldown it uh it does exactly what it's the spell says it would it blinks you forward 15 yards and um it breaks stuns so that's super broken uh, you can blink warrior charges, warrior intercepts, uh, cheap shots from rogues, hammer of justice from 
uh, Paladin, Bash from Druids, you can blink out of all of those to break the uh, effect and appear 15 yards ahead. It's also just a good mobility move. Uh, you'll use it when you're getting around traveling. You'll just be using blink until you get a mount. So now in PvP is where the mage shines in terms of their um, in terms of their toolbox kit of being able to do everything basically. So mages can do hard hitting long cast time spells. They can do instant casts, hard hitting spells, uh, jumping around and never being able to be silenced because all they're doing is instant cast spells. Um, they can uh, they have one of the strongest CCs in polymorph. Uh, the only class that Polymorph is not strong against is Druids, because they can shapeshift and become immune to Polymorph. But every other class, uh, you can definitely Polymorph. There are some counterplays to Polymorph, but not that many, and it is very strong. Um, unless somebody is actively dispelling it on the other team, or in World PvP. Uh, then you get abilities like Blink, you get Frost Nova, you get... Um, Counterspell, uh, basically just a ton of utility uh, as a mage. So, first tree or first uh, build in PvP I'm going to be talking about is a Deep Frost. Uh, so, you get 17 points into Arcane, grabbing the relevant PvP talents, and you're specifically going for Improved Counterspell. So, what Improved Counterspell does is, in addition to if you actually hit the targets, like, let's say they're casting a nature spell and you counterspell them, it will silence the nature spell for 10 seconds, the nature school, um, but it also puts a 4-second blanket silence on the target. So if it's a shaman, they can't frost shock you, they can't put down totems, they can't cast any spells for 4 seconds, and uh, you can even pre-cast it, uh, not trying to hit a target's um, not trying to hit a target's uh, spell cast, but instead just going for the four-second four-second blanket silence. So that's what you're getting in the arcane tree, and then in frost you're getting the relevant talents like uh, frostbite, which gives your chill effects a 15% chance to freeze the target for five seconds, and that includes stuff like ice armor. So when they attack you, they have a chance to get frozen. Uh, your frost bolts, your cone of cold. Uh, all your frost type effects have a chance to root them for five seconds. Uh, you get very important ability in PvP for talent called Shatter. And what Shatter does is increases the critical strike chance. So increases the critical strike chance of all your spells, all your spells, against frozen targets by 50%. And the reason why I'm emphasizing that is it gives you Whenever they get frozen by Frostbite or Frost Nova, it gives you a 50% chance to crit against that target with all spells. And how um, how WoW has always worked, and especially how it worked in uh, vanilla, is if you cast two spells at once, so like let's say you cast a Frostbolt right as the Frostbolt ends, if you cast a Fire Blast immediately, they'll both be able to trigger Shatter, which means both your Frostbolt and your Fire Blast gain a 50% chance to crit against the target. Um, even though Fire Blast is a fire spell, it still works. So that's 
uh, huge burst whenever you can line up a shatter combo. Um, you get Arctic Reach, increase the range of your spells. You get Ice Block, which is your primary defensive cooldown as a Frost Mage. Uh, you become encased in a block of ice, protecting yourself from all physical attacks and spells for 10 seconds, so kind of like a bubble. Uh, but the difference is, when you're in the ice block, you can't move around like the Paladin can. You can't cast spells. You can't do anything except sit there. Uh, but you can use it to break fear. You can use it to break polymorph. You can use it to defend yourself when you're low on health, and hopefully someone will be able to save you. You can wait for cooldowns. Um, you can wait out, like opponent's cooldowns like if you're playing versus a beast mastery hunter and they pop a uh, big red for their pet so their pet becomes untargetable and um starts doing massive amount of damage you can sit there in ice block and just wait it out which is super strong and you get ice barrier so ice barrier is huge for mages uh it's another shield uh much like mana shield but instead of mana shield what it does is it absorbs all damage and it um, doesn't drain your mana. So once you cast it, it lasts for one minute and that's it. And while the shield holds, spells will not be interrupted. Which is... Um, like, I can't stress how important that is in vanilla. Of not getting your spells pushed back by uh, hunter pets, by rogues, by warriors. Anything that's hitting you, your spells will not be pushed back while... Uh, Ice Barrier is active. So Ice Barrier is huge, very important cooldown. Um, you can... It has a 30 second cooldown, so you can actually cast Ice Barrier, and then if you fight someone um, after 30 seconds, but before a minute, you can actually have your your current Ice Barrier protect you, and then as soon as that falls off, you can cast another Ice Barrier, so you get the effect of two of them, basically. So that's a Deep Frost spell uh, for PvP. You get improved counterspell, and then you get all the relevant talents for Frost Mages. Um, so you want to be focusing on polymorphing key targets, casting Frostbolt, lining up Shatter combos, counterspelling, uh, typical mage stuff, using all of your tools to be to like wreak havoc on the battlefield, as well as doing like pretty strong damage from decent range. Uh, your frost spells will have a 30. Your frostbolt will have a 36 yard range. Um, fire mages can get up to a 41 yard range with um, flame throwing, which I'm going to talk about right now because there's this cool build that people came up with called an elemental mage, and what it does is it utilizes it utilizes uh, fire and frost combined which is pretty rare because most trees double or dip into arcane as their secondary tree. But the idea behind Elemental Mage is you're using all the instant casts in PvP uh, to maximize your damage and prevent having to cast a Frostbolt or Fireball. So instead what you're doing is you're utilizing Fire Blast as your main cooldown. You're using Blast Wave in the Fire Tree. You're using uh, Cone of Cold in the frost tree and using arcane explosion and you're basically just chaining all of your instant casts together uh maybe using some scorch uh maybe casting a frostbolt or a fire fireball but you're trying to avoid it and you're just jumping around being super mobile using a bunch of instant cast spells uh to do a lot of damage it's a pretty cool tree 
Um, so in fire, you're getting uh, like pyroblast, which you pretty much would never use outside of uh, uh, polymorphing the target and then casting a pyroblast. But even then, you pretty much never use it, but you have to get it in order to get blast wave. Uh, blast wave is a talent that uh, it's an AOE around yourself that does uh, a huge amount of fire damage. It's very hard hitting nuke for being instant cast. And it also dazes the target for several seconds. Uh, and then you're getting the improved Cone of Cold in the Frost Tree. So you're doing 35% more damage with Cone of Cold. And you're getting improved Fire Blast in the Fire Tree, which reduces the cooldown of your Fire Blast spell by 1.5 seconds. So you're basically using all these instant casts together uh, to do huge burst damage. Um, but it's not; it doesn't have nearly as good as defensive capabilities as Frost. And it doesn't have quite the burst of the next spec, which I'm going to talk about, which is the fabled three minute mage. So what it is, is it uses arcane power. So it's 31 points into arcane and then the rest into fire. Or right, well, the build that I came up with is uh, 18 points in fire and two points in frost. The two points in frost are the elemental precision uh, elemental precision is still very strong in PvE, or sorry, in PvP, because uh, you still have a 4% chance to miss in, technically 5, but you have a 4% chance to miss in PvP. Um, so you want to uh, reduce that to 0% without having to need any spell hit on your gear. Uh, if you do get some spell hit on your gear, uh, then you can obviously take points out of elemental precision. Uh, but it basically just makes it so you, that your targets will not resist your spells. Um, or if they do, it's very rare. It's not a typical occurrence. So uh, 18 points in fire, you're going for Pyroblast. And the idea behind the build is very simple. You polymorph a target, you hard cast a Pyroblast uh, with arcane power, and then you arcane power pyro or POM... So presence of mind, uh, presence of mind, pyroblast. So you can cast two pyroblasts, uh, basically before the target can react, and then you just follow that up if they're still alive, uh, with a fire blast or a cone of cold or whatever. So basically, just huge, huge, huge burst damage. Uh, all of your spells will be doing 30% more damage. Uh, they'll be coming out, and even if you don't polymorph and hard cast a pyroblast, you can just uh, instant cast a 30% stronger pyroblast and follow that up with other instant cast spells which are also 30% stronger and then you combine it with talisman of ephemeral power or zandalarian hero charm which both increase your spell damage and it's all focused around doing this huge burst damage every three minutes and just blowing somebody off the face of the earth uh, very cheesy uh, very fun to do. A lot of people like doing this build. It's just really gratifying blowing someone to kingdom come every few minutes. So um, those are your major um, those are your major talent trees. Uh, you can obviously do other stuff, which I always try to stress. You're not locked into these, um, but these are the typical builds that uh, people come up with for PvP and PvE. So uh, that's the mage. Uh, hopefully I covered everything. Uh, if I didn't, uh, maybe I'll remember and I'll quickly double back and cover it in the next video. But I think I got most everything. 
So if you guys enjoyed it, um, hope you guys stick around for the next one. Uh, not sure what class I'm doing next, but should be a good one. So thanks, guys.